The following podcast is a B&E Network exclusive. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Two Versus Three. I'm Kyle, that's Cody, hey. and that's Greg. <laughs> well done. Uh, so, just back for another episode, 37. 37. Nice little casual daytime episode. I feel like we've done more than 37 episodes. I've probably said that. Oh, no, no we, well, have. we have. Well, yeah. Just think about how many we fucked up. Oh, no, uh, goats. I was looking through it, and we I think we talked about it the one day, is that some of, because we do like the, on episode 10 or whatever, mm-hmm. like the verses, 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 some of those didn't get counted as episodes. Oh, really? Yeah, so like we would didn't did one, and then the <laughs> next episode. We said it was episode 30? Yeah, you know what I mean, or something like that. I think that yeah. happened like once or twice. That's weird. Yeah, that was dumb of us. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we do. We, we're, we're not the smartest we're group of no, friends. No, no. So That's not what no, this podcast is about. We're being modest, right? So <laughs> we can say episode 37, but it's like, pff, give or take. So, Greg. <laughs> you even call some of these episodes. So you're already <laughs> enjoying a cup of coffee. Are you just. I, no, that's what I was actually going to say. Twin it's Peaks like a, is coming soon. Is that why? It's a nice daytime episode. I feel like we're on uh, like talk, like talk television. Like You're unemployed, so this is early morning <laughs> radio for you. Just so we're clear, it's 4.30 in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> it looks nice. Though. It does. It does. But so, uh, uh, anything new and exciting this week? Well, no, but you did mention Twin Peaks. Mm. And uh, last night, I, I just did started watching some Twin Peaks again. Again, for the fucking 10th time? Yeah, I didn't even bother trying at the beginning. I literally just picked some random spot and just started watching it last night. Well, I, I assume at this point you can jump in anywhere and still know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. Or not know what's going on. because What's crazy is I feel like I've seen it almost twice now, and there's still so much that like I'm either confused about or just don't remember. Because like, like a few episodes into the second season, that show just starts getting fucking weirder than it already is. Yeah, my, my brother's watching it again as well, and he just br- like brought up he's at the point where james leaves twin peaks and he goes off on that like second sexy murder mystery where like that <laughs> old woman is trying to get, get him to like murder or frame james for murdering her husband yeah you know that whole plot and it's a really bad plot like as it's almost like you got to like appreciate it how bad it actually is where it was like all right we're gonna write you the worst of television right now you know where it's like i wouldn't put it past <laughs> david lynch to to try to do something that bad but again, I don't know. You got to keep in factor and remember that they were never trying to <laughs> to end it. Speaking yeah. of like bad writing, uh, I've been working on a new comic. Oh yeah, yeah. I've <laughs> actually way to shoot yourself <laughs> there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Uh, it's cool. It's gonna be a fancy series, and that's like unlike anything I've really tried writing before. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I've got like a full, full, s- like big story planned out. Yeah. And, uh, like my plan was to actually know what the story is and how it's going to end before I begin writing it. We're going to do the George R. R. Martin thing? Well, I'm tr- well I, at least no. It's <laughs> not going to be that long of a scope or like that large of a scope. But um, yeah, I, I'm going to start. Uh, I think I'm going to hire an artist for this and actually pay them myself. Yeah? Yeah. Pretty good. No Kickstarter? Well, I, I, I want to do a Kickstarter as well yeah. to, to help uh, pay myself back for paying this artist and also for printing it. Yeah. And we'll see how man. it goes. That's cool, man. I'm glad to hear that you're doing something again. Yeah, I think Greg's been doing some writing too. Yeah, yeah. It's like a lot of like I'm working on like a little cookbook. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. 
like Danish recipes. <laughs> Danish recipes. No, what no, what goes good with mayonnaise and peanut butter? Kind of. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and hot sauce. Yeah, it's like uh, you open your cupboard and what do you got? Tuna and peanut butter? Let's cook. <laughs> that's that's a good Cooking fucking cookbook. With tuna and peanut butter. No, I just like the what do you got in your cupboard? Let's cook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. I've been working on a short story. It's kind of funny. We've been joking about it that it's probably like the earliest Kyle. Like, I mean, thinking back, like on many of the places that I've lived, but going back several now, sitting like in a really shitty apartment that I had where like it was couches. I don't remember which house it was. It was like couches around every oh, wall. Yeah, yeah, and I remember when, we, when I moved out, when we like lifted all the, like the furniture out, there was, it looked like a racetrack on the floor because it was just like, I want to know where you're going with this. Oh man. It was just like, uh, this, the, it was, he was just hitting me with some nostalgia. Nostalgia. <laughs> yeah. man. But just sitting back, the, you know, coming up with the character and comic ideas. But I started working on one that, yeah, I probably came up with easily i remember it was the first idea you ever told me about that you wanted to write and it was old then <laughs> and uh finally you know i mean i got time i've been doing some writing yeah well, that's good enough. i've it's been a good fucking time to do it telling you forever i think cody and i you know we like hit these little strides i think he got a little well i came home one day and he was sitting there writing and fucking nothing inspires me more to be creative myself than to see someone else doing something it's like well fuck if he's writing then i need to be writing <laughs> yeah like, you don't want to be the bitch you no know, it's like good <laughs> no but no, like I, th- I thrive on that shit yeah. we, we create this like yeah, for you sure. know, energy in the room i feel Sweet. like the whole idea of why we started this was like a, a game of chicken of what will, will we actually do it we're we gonna do it you're gonna do it yeah we're gonna <laughs> fucking do it right now let's do it <laughs> i mean i i don't know like uh about you so much Kyle. like i mean but I can say maybe for for Cody can probably relate is that when you're like balls deep at work and in working, to coming home and wanting to write or do anything like that is just next to impossible. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. And it's I mean, I, I work construction and I work, you know, most of the year. Like I'm, I'm laid off right now. And I mean, when I come home from work and it's fucking real hot and my skin is like leather from the sun, I mean, I'm not really thinking about coming in and writing. You know, just, I just thinking about a beer. Yeah, and a drinking nap. in a nap. You know, but <laughs> sitting around the house, I mean, I got a lot of time and it's good like cody leaves and goes to work i just sit there and do some typing and shit so who knows maybe next year fucking by episode what are we at 37 like you know maybe by episode 70 or so we'll be bragging that we got some shit coming out well that's good i'm glad to hear you guys are both working on something because it's been a while yeah even baby goals well fuck we were looking at our epics comic the other day yeah on the back the dated 2014 that shit's three years old now. Fuck. King Con's going on right now, and so Cody, like... I'm signed up again for this year. Yeah, you're going to do another booth? Yeah, I'll be there. I think it's, like, March f- or April 1st. It'll be at uh, the St. Saint, Saint George Cathedral downtown. That's awesome. It's just one day this year. It it's sucks that uh, they can't do the library this year because they're redoing it. Yeah, I heard that. But I'm glad because that place fucking smelled like Yeah, piss. no, it's good. Yeah, they need to it. fix that library. So. Adam's been teasing us. He keeps saying that he has, like, mystery guests slash guests but he won't <laughs> say who it is. No, he won't say who that might be just yeah idea. there's also an auction right now i don't know anyone in the kingston area that might be listening should probably go check out the king con auction all the proceeds go to uh go to king con actually me and greg we've got our epics book well, down yeah, at uh yeah. down at nexus right now oh, yeah i was actually gonna for a dollar yeah, so if no one's if you haven't picked it up yet uh go check it out for a dollar and all the money goes towards king con there you go. That's good you guys to do. I wouldn't really be expecting a sequel if you do pick it up, but I mean, you can get a, a <laughs> handle on a feel for maybe what uh, some of the shit Cody and I are interested in. Yeah, that's good. A look into our souls for $1. <laughs> <laughs> that's a cheap soul look. And it's like a charity thing. Yeah. Well, good for you guys. That's good to do. But it'd be even nice just to think, you know, like King Kong is coming up. It's like, what, two weeks away? So give or take? A month no, away. about a month away. About a month away. 
But if we play, if we play our cards right, Cody, maybe we'll be King Kong next year. Dude, so I know you're going this year, but I mean, with what we were. <laughs> I just went last year too. I know, <laughs> but what we were, with, with what we were just talking about, you know, like with, with the, coming the, up with some your ideas. new projects, he might be there in a year. Well, fuck yeah, no man. Like anytime you want to publish a story, I'll, I'll publish it for <laughs> you. Like no problem. Cody's I'm a, a publisher. Uh, well, huh? uh, no, <laughs> I I just need people to fill pages in my book, so like I don't need to write as much. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, that's, that, that's a that's a publisher. Well, you were saying that the next one you want to do is like a full long story. Well, like yeah. So thanks one was three stories, and thanks number two I think is was four or five. So I think it would be cool to fill the next one with just one. One big long. Story. One long short story. Long that's short. Cool. Yep. <laughs> well, that's awesome. I'm looking forward to hopefully reading them. Um, other than writing, anything new this week, guys? Do anything exciting? Um. I got uh, Donkey Kong Country 1 oh, yeah? as an early birthday present. And I've, I'm farther in it right now than I've ever been and like that I ever got in my entire childhood. Yeah. I feel kind of proud of myself. That's a bitch of a game. It's a bitch of a game, man. I'm at 30 fucking percent, and it might as well be the last level. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get all the Kong and balloons and no, all that it, No, it's not. Th- that shit doesn't even count in this game. Uh, the percentage? Not, yeah. not, I don't think it counts towards the percentage, but um, ju- I'm talking difficulty. Like, I'm at 30% of the game, and it's so fucking hard that, like, I can't imagine what the last level of this game's like. Do you guys remember that old show, uh, Video and Arcade Top 10? Yeah, man. It's <laughs> you, you brought it up not too long ago, and I actually threw it up on Google, and it's literally just, like, five-year-olds playing video games yeah, exactly. each other. <laughs> yeah, they're really young, and they're almost always, I remember it, playing Donkey Kong Country. For, like, a whole season, it felt like they were playing fucking Donkey Kong Country. And I can't imagine that those kids got very far at all. That show is like 15 minutes long. Granted, I'm sure they filmed longer than that, but none I mean, of those kids. I still think the art style in that game is fucking cool. How they managed to do like the quasi 3D pixelated art. Yeah, it is definitely cool. Especially considering it's on the Super Nintendo. Yeah, for sure. Wasn't really doing anything else exciting other than that. Well, like, because like Star Fox got a lot of uh, hype because it was technically like 3D polygons. Yeah. But I still feel like Donkey Kong looks great, even though it is just 2D sprites. The the way they shaded it and everything, it it looks 3D for sure. Yeah, no, it's it looks cool. It's it's weird. It doesn't really like look as good in my mind as like Super Mario World, just because. Really. That has like a I like that it has like yeah, that it's pixelated style. It's, it's, it's also thing. kind of like a line Claire style. You could almost relate the, the art style of Mario to like Tintin or something like that. You know, where everything has like bold black lines around it and yeah, like or single like, shades. Or oh, yeah, yeah, cell shading kind yeah. of thing. I was like imagining Mario with like the little ginger swoop thing going <laughs> on. <laughs> Have you guys watched anything for the Super Mario the new Super Mario yet? No, what do you mean? You said I don't know. I think so. For Super Mario Odyssey. Oh, I've seen the trailer actually, and it looks weird. Is that it's when he's like walking around and it looks like Grand Theft Auto? Yeah, exactly. He's a little midget Mario in in New Donk City. New Donk City. That's That's the the name of the fucking city, man. We might have brought it. It's gotta be the silliest fucking name ever. I'm sure we did bring it up when when the Switch was revealed. But yeah, New Donk City. I don't know about that. I was gonna say I I feel like we watched something, but it would have been when they. We watched a bunch of trailers when they did like. Yeah, they when they first the revealed it. Yeah, I think I probably had you guys watch it. Didn't I we just still make a deal that when we if we got the switch, we'd go down to the the B ball court. And I believe we did and play basketball on the switch. That was yeah. a funny night. <laughs> 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 I 
Yeah, uh, yeah, because they do show that in the Switch trailer where like it's like a bunch of guys playing basketball and then they all <laughs> sit down to play NBA 2K. <laughs> the one that's <laughs> relatable though is like where the guy's playing Skyrim and his dog wants to go for a walk. And he's just and he like, like, fuck you, dog. I'm playing Skyrim. <laughs> no, he takes, he takes, he goes and he's like, cool. He picks the stick up or the ball and he picks the, the switch up and he goes to the park and he's sitting like under the tree, like throwing the ball for the dog, like playing Skyrim. It's like, he's obviously not paying enough attention to Skyrim. <laughs> or the dog, maybe, but <laughs> it's still, it's like, <laughs> depends you know, on your point of view, I guess. I get it. It's like, you can just like ignore your responsibilities and play, <laughs> play games. Yeah, no, it seems cool. Uh, but yeah, the new Donk City thing makes me laugh. What's new with you, Kyle? Um, not a shit ton. Been playing a new video game. You were like a bachelor for a week, weren't you? Oh, I was. Yeah, Lindsay was gone uh, on vacation, and a uh, bunch of hookers. Yeah, just filled the apartment with hookers. Which no, only I feel my like apartment's really small, so it was like one hooker. When Kyle's by himself, <laughs> I feel like he just like surrounds himself with video games. Uh, I did. I I I I that was my goal. Yeah, yeah pretty like much trying to play vacation. as many video games. Got a little bake too, didn't you? Uh, no, I, I don't know. No, I thought you told me that you smoked all the all like that little nug of weed I gave you, and, like no. played a bunch of video games. No, I didn't do that. Oh. Um, but I did play Neo, which is the new game I was talking about. <laughs> um, it is it's pretty good. Uh, you're laughing at me. <laughs> um, uh, I'm baked. I was smoking weed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so. Like a kind of like the new Dark Souls, I guess. Yeah, it's not made by the same people. I've been I, hearing like all over Reddit, all over like even like the Twitter Twitter video game feeds I have are just talking about Neo, how it's the best game. Yeah, and it was like super hyped. I woke up the day it came out and saw some reviews. Is there? And I was like, like I what's just the game what's the it. huge draw? Like, why isn't it just Dark Souls? Um. Well, this is the first. Well, I should say. Or is it because one. of the fact that people love Dark Souls so much that there's these new gaming kind of styles there? People want to play games that are like Dark Souls, but maybe in yeah, know, I, Japan. I think, the, yeah, well, like, that's the big thing is it's different setting. Dark Souls, like, had its own universe. Well, yeah. This isn't in that, obviously. Um, but the, And it's not made by From Software, who, who made ask. all those games, like Bloodborne, Dark Souls, Demon Souls. Um, but the really, it's just kind of like a new genre of games. Like, I think it's like... A, this this like dark soul style genre you mean yeah like really hard like people related to like back in the day when doom came out uh like er, er, people called other first person shooters doom clones they're like it's like a doom like but now, now that's, that's a first person shooter yeah, like sure. that's a huge genre so well it's usually kinda, like whenever a game is it's hard to design a unique game these days especially yeah exactly so i guess like it's automatically genre defining when like what did dark souls start all of this or was there something dark souls was based or off it was of? demon souls okay, uh, demon and even souls. then that was probably based off of a game called kingsfield which was the same people from software like, that's where it's kind of so you can always find like a ground zero for the, the design yeah but really all it is is and even then like if you were what to, would you like, call it it's all it is a, is a, like a third person third person like action, action rpg rpg yeah. yeah like there's lots of games like that you know like uh, assassin's well, creed is pretty well like that th- but it's thing, different is, in the sense that it's hard as fuck when i start to play you know like Kyle just brought over bloodborne and like i start to play it and it feels really familiar you know, like, you want to run it. Oh, there's only three guys. Like, I'll just fucking run in there with this baller axe. And then it's just like, why aren't I hitting them? Why am I dying? You know, it's like, it feels like a, like a really familiar game that it's a game you've never played before. 
Yeah. I'm just assuming that, like, yeah, it's a simple design in the sense of, like, we know what to do, but they're not treating the player like an idiot. In yeah. the sense where, like, we'll hold your hand for the first two hours of this game, Barely. and then it'll get hard. No, like, this <laughs> doesn't even hold your hand. Where that's through, a like, big issue with video minutes. games these days is designers holding the, the player's hand through w- for way too long during yeah, the game. Yeah, I think really, like, um, the best thing to compare them to is it's it's ocarina of time like it's very much like that game that game didn't hold your hand too much like navi was always like you know hey Listen. maybe do this but it was like kind of vague a lot of the time like i don't you know you get halfway through the water temple and you're like i don't know what the fuck i'm supposed to do in this thing like you're beating your head against the wall trying to figure out how to you know change the levels <laughs> of water to figure out where how to progress and outside of looking it up, you didn't really have any tips or hints or a, like a marker that was telling you, "Hey, go." Well, you think of Ocarina, think about the first Zelda game. Or yeah, very, exactly. Like that would be directly where it's from because that d- game doesn't tell you shit. Yeah. And and it's completely open world. You can yeah. go get lost and fight the hardest fucking thing right off the bat. Yeah, exactly. That's like a kind of a weird thing to consider, <laughs> right? Like back in the day, these really hard games, if you were good at them, you just like. You know, everybody knew this like one <laughs> arrogant gamer that had like no social qualities, but he was really good at games and yeah, like almost like a le- yeah, yeah, he was like a legend. But nowadays, it's like there's like communities because you can go online where there's like a, just an elite group of these people now to talk down to. And just yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> this is, that's a profession now. I'm, I'm yeah. also kind of facing that issue right now with Donkey Kong, where I know that there's a lot of cheats and hints and stuff in that level. I mean, in that game. So whenever I get stuck on a level, I'm like, well, I can just look on YouTube. I'll be like. Jump in, jump in this barrel and it shoots you to the fucking end of the level because that shit exists yeah but uh do i do it no you like, gotta you gotta beat it yeah you, you know, gotta beat you it, beat it your own otherwise way. i'm beating myself right because well that's <laughs> that's the whole appeal of these games and i think why they're so popular now is it's just that like sense of it used to be when you were a kid you beat a game you bragged about it i beat that game you know like it really meant something when you said beat it well like it was like a foe that you defeated it's an accomplishment in a sense that like it takes reflexes it takes intelligence it takes takes tactics yeah all those things but now when if i say to you like oh i beat uncharted you're like well yeah like so that means you sat down for six hours you had six hours worth of time yeah it didn't it didn't take skill it didn't take like determination it took six hours where now, when you like say that about one of those Souls games or Neo or anything that's like a clone of those games, you're like, someone tells you that you're like, oh, okay, well, like, you're good at games probably because you put the time and effort into beating this, and that's I don't know the big appeal. What do you think would be like a fresh aspect that they could throw onto that genre? Um, <clears throat> well, like Neo is pretty good in the sense that they do add an aspect to that, but it's still fantasy you know um i'm not talking like thematically i mean like mechanically mm. oh man for any game i don't know about this one for specifically but i want to be able to talk to characters yeah like I, when i'm playing games right now like i already talk to everybody and if they could hear me sassing them that would be that would be something i wanted for sure. So like interactions, like literally, you mean like voice shit talking, or, or you're like like in Fallout, like you have four options or like conversations. No, like I, they can still show up with the prompts. You know what I mean? Where it's just like go yeah. like go this way, and I'm or you know like Nick, follow me and follow four. You know, yeah. For yeah. Example, you know, it's like command. You know, it's like 
command follow me you know where i actually have to say that like it's on the screen but then other shit where it's just like you know like in uh i always loved it in morrowind where everyone seemed like they really didn't want you in that country where they were like telling you to go home you know and like something like that where when someone said go home like I a could, little more flavor like i could turn around and be like like screw you you know and there would be like a preset of commands so you're saying I like, could like you know what i mean because i could start fights with random guys in that but in this because he already know i already know my his disposition towards me you know what i mean i, I could go up and be like fuck you buddy and that would be like want to fight so you want it so that enemies aren't necessarily enemies no i just like want to be able to sass characters <laughs> and them know i'm sassing them fair enough yeah. i get that but that's in lots of games like that's in fallout no, I know we're almost there. That's what I mean. No, but I'm talking no, about in, in this like in this in genre. Because like, like yeah. you know, I I get right into a game sometimes when I when I do when I do you know, and I become that character, and like I'll talk to everybody, and you know, when I turn around and my companion scares me, it's like fuck off, man, and I want him to be like, oh, sorry. Is there a crafting system in the games? Yeah, um, like, yeah. In Neo, it's, in Neo, there definitely is. Like, you go to a blacksmith, and they can make you shit. Uh, like you know, armor, weapons, and stuff. Uh, in Dark Souls, there isn't really quite a qu- like a crafting. There is like you get like special like a monster soul, and then he will like uh, you can use that to craft like a certain weapon if you go to a certain guy. It's always really obtuse. That's like the thing that those games are kind of known for. It's just like vague, not hinting towards anything. Everything is. Like, you don't know when you get an item if that item's worth Man, shit. Well, like, even, like, you know, I haven't played much of this game, but just coming back around, like, I played Bloodborne now for, like, what, half an hour? Yeah. And I got, like, one checkpoint, and there's no fucking way I would have even gotten as far as I did without your, you were sitting there being like, go this way, go this way, because, yeah, there's, like, next to no direction. It's the opposite. You have, you have no so direction. many choices right off the hop, and there's, like, well, no, they're all bad choices. There's only one right one. Or no, even then, one, they're, they're all bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all it's all you're gonna die. Like, no, like that's a game that I don't think I'd be able to play without there being an existing community that I could go and and learn yeah. from. That's I guess if I was gonna say like something they should add to one of those games that Neo doesn't even have really, is just like a a a better introduction to one of them. All of the games that are out right now are like super hard to start. Like, if it's your first one and you haven't played any of the previous Souls, like any at all, and I told you jump into Neo or Bloodborne or Dark Souls or Demon Souls, any of them, they're all going to be fucking hard. And chances are, if you hand it to somebody, like 40% of the people that you hand it to are going to just fail. Maybe even more. They're not going to be willing to get past that initial, like, learning how to play it part. Where... That's great in the sense that the people that do play it kind of hold it as that badge of honor again, because people like don't do smug it. Smug fuckers. <laughs> yeah, but, that's but the again, problem, you're right? saying that the steep learning curve is kind of an issue where I feel like that's the m- main appeal to all these hardcore gamers. Exactly. But if there was a different game where they did give you a somewhat easier learning curve, right? Like just a bit the game more could still be that hard, but and then still be that hard as it gets on. It would probably still be just as rewarding. Like if you knew off the hop to not that three guys was actually a problem. Like don't fucking try to fight three guys. What are you stupid? You know. Yeah. Well, I my favorite is like tutorials and games without like press X to jump, where you're just faced with a, a problem where you yeah. have to jump Solve and you problem. press all the buttons until you figure out that that's how you yeah. get over it. And a lot of these games, that's exactly the case. You know, like you got to do a bit of searching to figure out what the solution to the problem is. It doesn't just tell you. 
which is fine. That's good game design if people don't just bail. Though, Like Bloodborne, a perfect example, Greg just playing a certain part. You learn all those things. Like he just learned how to attack, learned how to do this, switch weapons, heal himself. But then he just gets to a wall that seems probably impossible for most people. They're like, if I walk into this thing and I do anything that's like any normal game and I just try to fight the four guys that are in front of me because that's all that I seems to be the option, you die. And, like, people just bail when if that they happens. had, you know, like uh, the classic uh, Elder Scrolls beginning, you know, where you create your character, you have that, like, one-hour dungeon where at the very end you're just like, did you, did you like this character setup? Did yeah. You, you know, was that too hard? You can change your character design here. I don't think it's ever character design that really screws with no, people. No, but I mean in that still sense though where yeah. you have that controlled, really fixed dungeon where it is like you're saying to learn how to play the game and it's like, okay, yeah. so now you're going to go and it's like this is just going to get real now. Because really, like uh, all I would say is like, I don't ever want Demon Souls or Dark Souls or Bloodborne to be like that. I, d- I want there to be that barrier to entry. But if it, someone were to make a new one, like a different type of game like Neo, like it's a, a different brand totally different thing but they actually did teach you a little bit more mainly that biggest thing would be just patience like people don't have patience in games they're rushing towards the end and all of them and that's well we live in a teach society you. of freemium games and shit like that yeah they want to just get pay gems and just like just get through it the <laughs> yeah they, they want to just like pay an extra 80 bucks and just beat the game most of them it. need to just tell you like hey this first 20 what seems to be like should be 20 minutes is actually going to be like two days for you if this is your first is one. is it a game that you can grind not really. Like yeah, in Bloodborne, see, literally right now, he's stuck in a spot where you That makes seem games hard. Like you, you're, the solution would be, well, I'll beat the crap out well, of this first enemy a hundred times and level kay. myself up. But yes you can't even no. level yourself up until you the beat wh- the first boss. What I would say is grinding in this is knowing what you are not aren't supposed to do based on repetition. It's basically like that movie with Tom ha- with Tom Cruise there, like Oblivion. No, no, what's the mm. one where he keeps dying every day and he's like trying oh, to get to yeah. the battlefield? That's uh, it's yeah. almost exactly like that. Where it's yeah. like you go further, you die. You're like, cool, okay, all right. Well, now I learned that that, kills that guy's me. there. That even just knowing that he's there is like, okay, cool. Now I now I know. You but know? what and turns players off is that the fact that like, it, you know what I mean? Like it's like an obstacle course. You're well, playing uh, the first is, two if minutes. If it's the same forever. every time, then it's kind of a puzzle game in that sense. Kind of, yeah. No, like that well, is that's it. How right? they're teaching you. Where yeah. Kyle was saying, like the 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 villains were resetting. But they're resetting in the exact same spot. You know, it's, and they always do the exact same. And thing. yeah, so it's like. It, like it is like a stepping thing, so it's like you were saying, like you died this many times, but then when you do it right, your character isn't leveling up. A, you are. You do like it with a like solution to the like problem, quite literally not just in, skill. In in Bloodborne, there's a currency called like knowledge, basically or insight, which is something you can collect in the game, and uh, if you get a certain amount of it, and you collected it in game, you'll discover something. You can also discover something like I'm being as vague as I can, the same way by playing the game and gaining enough insight like outside like you the person like learning enough about the story you'll learn the same thing as if you gained all that currency as your player like there is like a meta to it where you're (laughs) learning because you played the game over and over again you're figuring this out meta so i don't know like i said there's i don't want that in other games but i do want it it would be nice if there was a game where i could be like hey say it was neo Hey, check out Neo. It does a pretty good job of explaining all of this stuff, so that you would be able to reasonably play Dark Souls or Demon Souls. Like, or if for example, Kyle, this is just a hypothetical, but this is a, a little game. I don't really come up with a lot of games. If you won the lottery, you know, and you had, you know, money wasn't an issue. Mm-hmm. Like, 
could you build the greatest game? Like, could you hire? Would you would you be able to do that? Like, be like a, a game. You're asking him if he's a yeah, good like, game designer. No, like not like not like you know you were just hiring all the right people. Like an, almost like a conductor, like from like you know for like oh, an orchestra. If I I would love to be able to like, like spend build, the money build and build the dream team, yeah, team like, of you, game designers. Do you, yeah. do you like have like an idea in your head and like you know kind of oh, what yeah. kind of game you would like to to build? Yeah, I I definitely would be able to if I suddenly money wasn't an object and I could yeah, build like, my dream what, game. What kind of game? Hire would you, the the right people. Yeah, like. Like oh, it would be akin to like Morrowind meets Dark Souls, I think. Yeah, kind of like maybe that. what you were just describing a little what bit. About yeah. What about you, Greg? Oh well, again, I my game is going to be uh, a lot like Fallout or, or or Elder Scrolls or so, but uh, very little combat, and it's a lot of arguing. <laughs> <laughs> and my game a would have skateboards design. and line puzzles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I actually I know a good game that's like that. So you're <laughs> oh, I could just see it now. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Hey, this is Craig Wade. And Brian Allen Delaney from B-Movies and Ebooks, a podcast about cult and horror films and genre fiction. You can catch new episodes on iTunes and Stitcher every Wednesday, or you can watch us live on Blab.im Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Central. B-Movies and Ebooks. We bleed fiction. We're back. We're only gone for 60 seconds. <laughs> um, Full of laughs in this episode. <laughs> A couple of comedians. So uh, I see you guys were reading some new Alan Moore. No. We're rereading old Alan Moore. Is that what it was? It's old yeah. Alan Moore. So so like it was new for you. So the climactic ending of Providence is coming out in March, I believe. Issue 12. I really hope it's not just standard size because we've waited so long for it i hope it's maybe like its own hardcover you're gonna eat your words when it's like one page with pictures and then it's gonna be like 22 pages of handwritten notes oh whatever that'd be different either way i'm expecting something from it some big ending yes some good lovecraftian cthulhu shit going down yeah cthulhu so hot right now Mm -hmm, (laughs) tennessee yeah, I'll, so I don't even know where to go with this, man. Like, it's overwhelming. Like, so because the final issue of, of, of Providence is coming out, I thought I would brave it and try to reread all the issues. I bet it's fucking tough. Because I'll tell you it right is. now, reading those once a month was tough. It w- then that's it. Like, I at this t- until this point, I had never read an issue in one sitting. And the other day, I managed to read two issues Other than probably number one. This, that's saying something. No, like but that. even then, it's I don't think I read it in one sitting. You know, you like you you got to the you get to the notes and then you put it down and you like go out for a walk or something and try to appreciate life a little. Well, you said <laughs> while rereading it the second time, these notes like foretell everything that so happens in the story. I, I so Providence is a sequel prequel slash happening in the present to <laughs> to another book, the Neo. Neonomicon. The Neonomicon, which was released in two parts as two different stories. Well, first, there was the original short story comic. Which What's was the actual? Old, like the What's the H.P. Like Lovecraft one, though? Is it well, so the no, Necronomicon? So oh, yeah that, yeah. that was the story that... Yeah. or the, I'm pretty sure the Necronomicon is actually a collection of stories. Okay. That makes sense. But uh, 
Alan Moore is just taking. I think taking, he did a lot of mostly short story stuff. So is, yeah, he's just taking like all of H.P. Lovecraft's stories and lores and creating a contained universe where all these. Sto- I guess that's still H.P. Lovecraft, but you know he's bringing them all together. But in the the Neonomicon, I'm convinced that that is the beginning and and the end. And in it, they refer to time having little to no meaning and that everything is happening now. But that the things in the future is the past and the past yeah. was the prequel or sorry, that the past was the present and that the future was the prequel. Kind of this whole fucking weird back around shit. And so like, I don't even know. I, for all I know, issue 12 of Providence is going to loop back around. But then rereading everything, it's all being predicted. Alan Moore has this like this theme and Cody showed me this issue uh promethea <coughs> yeah promethea i'm pretty sure it was an early 90s comic by him which it's it's neat because Moore keeps these central themes rocking and he has this concept where once you write something down stories and characters exist in this other universe where all fiction is real yeah i love this concept that if something is real enough and vivid enough in your imagination it's then real. it's just as real as many things in life that you take for being real. Like okay. Hawaii. Okay. I just take for granted that Hawaii is a real thing. For all I know, it's just been propaganda or really good made-up stories. About like, a tropical paradise that like you've never been to and I've can't never been afford to. to go to. In my mind, Middle Earth is more vivid and real than Hawaii is. <laughs> Fair enough. You know more about Middle Earth. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying it's a really s- it's a neat concept that he's diving very deep into with H.P. Lovecraft's work. <coughs> okay. Yeah, it, that H.P.'s work was actually based off of real history and not just fiction. But he's he's obviously playing with it with with this concept. But it, it's really cool how meta and strange he's getting with it. Cody was saying he hopes. Well, H.P. Lovecraft is a character in Providence. Yeah, which is really cool. And yeah, Cody, uh, cool. do you want all that you say? Well, I want Alan Moore to be in the final issue. Like they meet each other. No, because H.P. Lovecraft is, has passed so away. Because the, this last issue takes place in current time. Like our current time, yeah. where H.P. Lovecraft well, is. Well, it dead. seems that way because there was a lot. There was like you know a two hundred year jump in the last issue, but that could have just been like showing a rippling effect. But it was like this idea that, yeah, that H.P. Lovecraft based all his stories off of real events in a world where these people are looking for a prophet to write down everything that's happened and is going to happen so that it will happen. You know, like they... Uh, it's I don't know. This is all very vague and like... No, it's, a fact, it, I like, mean, but that, it, that's, all, that well, is... Like, that's not necessarily how I take it. I take it how H.P. Lovecraft in this universe in this Providence um, Neonomicon universe, he had insight into oh an underground world that existed. And I, I think this is Alan Moore's what if. What if it was real? Okay. Well, they go so far as in this to say that H.P. Lovecraft was groomed and bred into a position of existence. Like, families planned H.P. Lovecraft's birth, like, so they I want this person, the people, like, yeah, like, you know, like, they were grooming bloodlines for centuries just so that eventually H.P. Lovecraft's parents would get together and have him. But I like the idea of it all just being metaphorical and him planting the seed of these concepts in people's minds, therefore creating a universe. 
an alternate reality. All I can the, think of the, the DC universe is an alternate reality in your mind that vividly exists with many conflicts, many different characters. Oh, yeah. Well, I think that the idea that one single person, H.P. Lovecraft, planted the seed of all of these vivid concepts that have sold billions and billions of dollars, this whole Cthulhu Lovecrafting concept, this universe, was all birthed by one man in the late 1800s, early early 1900s. It, it is ridiculous. Like we, I fa- I didn't realize what I was getting into when I started reading Providence. Like I think Cody came home with an issue one day, and I was like, "Oh, new Alan Moore." Like really boring out. cover. Didn't make any sense. It's, you were it was really some bland. Watchmen or something. And then you know, upon further investigation, discover this other prequel, like the Neonomicon. But up until that point, the whole cult, like this whole H.P. Lovecraft lore, was I was just ignorant to it, and I guess I never really thought about it. You know, like Cthulhu was like a Metallica song, right? Like I didn't fucking <laughs> think much of it. <laughs> but then learning out what it was, all of a sudden, it's like, oh man! Like every single one of my favorite fucking horror films, or uh, every kind heavily of heavily inspired, by is it. heavily like you know from the thing to the mist. You know, like well, what's well, I get it, like, what I was mean, so beautiful? Literally, oh, sorry, literally what we were talking about earlier. Like with Dark Souls and Bloodborne, yeah, like is just dimensions, like yeah, definitely and, and tentacles. All I can think of is that when you guys are well, like this character are pl- Cthulhu that we see in every comic shop, in every bookstore, everywhere. <laughs> this this character that we so vividly can create in our imagination what it looks like was not birthed by an artist, was not birthed by a sculptor or something. It was birthed by a writer, and not many writers come up with such vivid characters like he did, especially for such a kind of bland. R- I haven't read much of his stuff, but like he doesn't come across as like very fantastical. Like he makes it seem kind of real. No, it's weird because like now I'm wondering because we we were talking about this, you know, where it possibly in the Necronomicon or whatever the fuck, the one that H.P. Lovecraft wrote, that he does have a section you were saying where scientists are describing what these characters look like. Yeah, well, there is a vivid scene in the Necronomicon describing Cthulhu. I'm I'm at a disadvantage because I know what these creatures look like based on more modern interpretations that yeah but could you imagine at the but, time but no that's the problem is that i haven't got into any issues where they're describing creatures so it's right now it's like i'm just in the short stories that i have read it, it is just leaving it up to your interpretation like it but because i now know what it was that he was referring to based on you know art you've seen art i've seen you know what it is whereas at the time it literally would be nothing it's shadows it's uh it's darkness. It's noise. You know, these are your <coughs> demons that you see, like just like the shadow world, right? And you don't you don't see anything. I'd like to read more because like I, I I it's all new to me. You know, it's like again talking about a short story, a short story of like fifty fucking pages. You know, where there's no breaks and you're just like eyes are bleeding at this racist rant. <laughs> you know, but it's like it's good because it gets to like it, the, all the things that are bad. I guess you know they're in the dark. He gets past that. <laughs> you know, he's 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 a little racist, but I. It, it seemed like he was, it's just of the time, I guess. I'm not defending it in any way. No. Yeah, yeah. You know, th- that's not like, it's not a part to the, it's not a, those aren't plot points to the yeah, story. Yeah, he's writing a real story for the time. Right, it's just some guy narrating to himself, making a comment, you know. On real this, characters. You know, where in some ha- cases it's just like, I'm not the first one to be here. You know, those kikes have been here before. You know, some shit like that where it's like, you really didn't need to write that. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I really know why. You say that, yeah. You, know, you could have said nothing, <laughs> but it just seemed really appropriate, I guess, to write that at the time, you yeah. know. Uh, well, I mean, I, I'd like to read w- some more though that have these imageries described. Yeah, I would like to when this is maybe all said and done with this last issue, if this is the end of his H.P. Lovecraft saga, to h- actually hear Alamore's thoughts on 
why he chose this subject and how he went about doing it. I, I yeah. would bet you that I, d- I bet you that there's like old fucking tape reels of him sitting in his basement <laughs> just <laughs> narrating, having conversations to H.P. Lovecraft. And then later on, he goes and records them all as H.P. Lovecraft and splices them together or something. But I bet you on YouTube, yeah, there's videos enough, talking, dude. <laughs> talking about him. Yeah. Like H.P. Lovecraft, talk, or sorry, Alan Moore talking about H.P. Lovecraft. So when uh, when is it the last uh, issue comes out? Mid-March, I believe. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, it's pretty close. Well, it was, it's weird because it's on, it's on Avatar Press, and we know very little about it. But <laughs> some weeks, Avatar Press doesn't even have a book out. And somehow they have, well, in my opinion, one of the greatest artists that is still like it seems like he's he's losing interest in in the, in the industry like i think he still loves comics and writing but it seems like he, he oh, he's pretty famous he doesn't like anybody he, it, it seems like everyone times. he in my mind it seems like he's a, he's working alan moore doesn't need anybody no i know it's like i, I don't know yeah I, he must really like avatar press i don't know much about them but it must have been some sort of deal that he could strike with them where well, he could I was no, they're just, no they're just no um he wrote god is dead with them before this there's no ads right they're three ninety nine an issue, and some of the pages, like some of the issues, have more than twenty pages in them. You know what I mean? Or it's like they're making larger print issues. Yeah, no, Avatar's been all right. Like I have like almost twenty issues of a series called God Is Dead by uh, them that came out before Providence. Other and, other ads in that? No, and like Alan Moore, like he did short stories for a few of the issues. I feel like they're just like um a really good creator owned company that is an image. There must be something with image that Alan Moore can't agree agree well, upon. Yeah, like otherwise I I don't know why he <laughs> hasn't put out a book. No, to that. be honest, one hundred percent, man. Think about it. Who runs Image? It's Robert Kirkman and Todd McFarlane. Yeah. Can you see those guys? Yeah. He's like, oh, creator owned quotation marks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking what is it, Rob Lightfield? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I can't. But like, like yeah, no, Todd McFarlane. Yeah, these guys. No, what they did for the industry is fantastic. They're they're like they're my heroes. Like Image, you know, Cody and I attempted to make a comic book, and we both said we want to do it again. And we didn't attempt. We made a comic. We, book. Yeah, we know you're right. We did. We made a comic book, and we we're gonna make more. And guys like Todd McFarlane are at least to me huge inspirations. You know, we have our first rejection letter framed, and it's up on the wall, and it's nothing. Hmm. Like yeah, from Diamond Distribution, the biggest company. That's where everyone gets distributed. <laughs> and uh, like just listening to interviews with Todd McFarlane saying, you know, that he got turned down like almost three hundred times. You know, he said he has like over three hundred rejection letters before he got to draw the first Spider-Man. You know, and he didn't even do that. I think until he was almost thirty or some shit. You know, it's that's good, man. And like, it's it's it, it's good. Todd's just, he's he's my honorary man of the year. I already thought said that. I already thought that. Oh, yeah, you said honorary. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, uh, in probably the complete opposite to H.P. Lovecraft, <laughs> uh, Greg and I, we saw a new movie this last two days ago. What was it, boys? John Wick 2. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Man, just I, I haven't seen John Wick 1, and I haven't seen John Wick 2. So you really haven't seen one yet. Eh? So I'll I'll interview on this as if I'm a completely unbiased viewer. All right, well go for it. Um, was it better than the first one? Oh, yeah. You think it was? Yeah. I think it was equal to the first one, maybe better. Why? Like, um, like why it was? Yeah. Maybe why? Better? Why? Why was it uh, superior? There's more ass kicking in this. More action. Yeah, which is saying something because I can't think of a more pure action movie than the first one. I think that when 
because the guy who who directed the first film, it was the first movie he had directed. He, he's uh, a stunt choreographer. He's like the stunt choreographer. I can't recall his name right now. Yeah, I mean. But it, he fucking upped his game, like you know, because he knew what an action shot should look like, and he made that into an entire movie. And you well, know, like what I read online about this well, movie uh, was that the the best thing about the action shots was that the camera stood still. So you saw the stunt artists really doing their job. So, well, yeah. yeah, like I was going to say, like I was just talking about the first film, right? The first film, like the director, it was his first go and he nails it. And talking about a learning curve from the first to the second film, it was like, yeah, man, there was no shaky cam. There was no trying to hide or mask anything in the dark. You know, they wanted the action sequences to be seen. Yeah, that's good because there's... We're, we're way beyond the, the age of camera tricks. And it was something else, though. Like, Well, no, we're not, though. Because like, so many movies fake it in, in a way where they do that, like, Watchmen-type thing of, like, we'll throw in, like, this slow-mo so you see everything in, in this specific moment, but then speed it up where it's clear where this isn't the actor doing it kind of thing. They're hiding it in clever ways. Or they're just doing the Hunger Games thing where everything's shaky no, as but fuck. I'm, yeah, I'm saying that's not good anymore. Oh, it no, shouldn't be, no. but it's what most modern movies do. Like, even like, uh, all the Marvel movies and stuff. Yeah, like, those yeah, are we're just not buying it. Yeah. But this just... It's going to come back around, and it sounds cheesy, but guys like Keanu Reeves and guys like Tom Cruise are going to prove that they actually are actors, especially if you want to make an action movie. No, man, yeah, like, guys like Christian Bale who have, like, what is it, like, that fucking photographic shit where you show them something right. and it's, like, I don't know, they do it versus, I guess, like, guys like Keanu Reeves who you can watch them fucking running gun courses. You know, it's, like, these guys are, aren't fooling around. Man, yeah, they may not be the greatest uh, character actors in the world, but they certainly have a spot in, a, in this genre. Well, and they're bringing it back, man. Like, there's some fucking pretty good action movies out there. You know, I didn't think that, that would be a thing. Makes you know. me happy. It does. Uh, I'm a bi- as a big fan Without of Without spoiling it, like, what was your favorite part of this new movie? Man, I want to tell you right now, Cotman. Oh, Cotman okay. was fucking great in this movie. Nice. <laughs> he could have been John Wick. <laughs> like, he could have... no contacts How old's Cotman these days? Is he, is he looking up there? Him and Keanu Reeves both look like they're, like, 28. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. My favorite part of it, it is, um, I would say... Um, shortly after the first lines of the movie were spoken till right about the last line of the movie was spoken. That was my favorite part. <laughs> the entire um, middle hour and a half, pretty much top notch. The longer the conversations they had, the less words were said in the conversation. They the literally point. have a mute character say more lines in this than the speaking characters say. Is it filmed artistically? Oh, yeah. In the sense that if it's a, your the art is ass kickery, yes, then well, it's filmed okay, in okay. that way. I'll tell you right now, I, I, I hate action movies. No, I think you can appreciate I it. I find maybe. it hard to pay attention the second Ask Kickery starts. No, this will be the movie. opposite. Like No, this yeah, this is definitely, I mean, if you can respect cinematography, which I'm sure you do in yeah. movies. like well, that's, uh, chair, that's one of my favorite things. And this yeah. is, this is Next uh, to dialogue. You'll fucking love this. Then, and, then, and then looking at like how well this, this is shot, doing something that isn't you know, dramatic, in the sense that they, it's not just two people talking or anything. They nail the like third person over the shoulder camp like video game feel for the action shots. Like, yeah, but without even it being like yeah, at times it is that over the shoulder shot, but they film it, you know, not always like that. No, no, yeah. no. It you know, it was just it was exciting. I'm ex- I get I'm like I'm all pumped. I don't even know what to say. I don't know. 
I mean, I I came home after that day and I was like, for sure, that is probably the best pure action movie I've ever seen. It reminds me of going back to like when the first time I watched Ong Back, you know, when you were just like, that's a good example. Like of it, Tony yeah. Jaw is it's it's kung fu, right? Like yeah, where it's he, taking something from kung fu. It's gun fu. If you want <laughs> if you want your actor to be good at, at these skills, uh, you know, jumping through fucking barbed wire hoops. I mean, this isn't going to be a plot heavy film. You know what I mean, like. But I feel like if you're saying you say something like Ong Bak, which is that's it, it but, does but have it, it so much art. in common with um with like kung fu movies because this is about like like old kung fu movies used to be like here we go we got Bruce Lee this is really just about what can Bruce Lee do and it looks good on film what can Jackie Chan do what can Jet Li do what can uh, Tony Jaa do that's the whole thing like how do we film this to just show off how impressive this person is and this movie pretty much does that for Keanu Reeves. And it's not kung fu. It's like a new thing. Like I said, it's gun fu or whatever. And, and they nailed filming it. And I don't know how much he really did, but he fucking looks like he did a lot of it. And he did a great job. Did you guys see the, the clip on Reddit of Tom Cruise in the movie Collateral? And a scene where there's a couple guys that come up to Jamie Foxx in a car when he's tied up. And uh, they rob him. Mm-hmm. And they, they take off. And Tom Cruise comes up and just like pulls out his gun like cowboy style and like shoots from the hip and takes out these three guys apparently that that is used for tutorial videos by like the top like gun instructors as to how to like draw your gun and, and shoot from the hip it, and tom cruise does it himself i've seen collateral but that dude does do he does all that shit yeah tom like, cruise is also a that's like kind of what we're saying about Keanu reeves it's like it's that genre of action movie star that's dead you know like it used to be kung fu it was tony jaa Bruce Lee, just you where know, your action okay. star was act was he he was an actor second. You know, it was yeah, the it things was like, he was doing was why he, I'm you, physically you, capable in a way that you have to put me on screen, even though I'm not great at acting. Well, what I wanted to ask you guys is if Keanu Reeves didn't do this movie, who else do you think could be John Wick? Common, Christian, like I, that, Christian Bale. I, yeah, Christian Bale probably would have worked in this movie. Yeah, like, Tom, uh, Tom Cruise too probably yeah. would have been fine like uh, i mean they would have had to do the training or whatever but i mean those action stars you know like that's how it had to work but even the dude of uh, the dude who uh i can't blank on the scene died from fast and the furious or wasn't oh, fast and furious paul walker. paul walker probably also could have pulled it off <coughs> i don't know action stars that's the thing it's it's a dying breed of actor this also could have been a, a schwarzenegger movie if it was been uh, 20 <laughs> years earlier you know like that kind of thing yeah it's about this guy who's badass at this wa- thing, and no one touches him. One of my him. favorites, though, is, like, I, I want to see comedians in those kind of roles. Uh, we're getting there, to be honest. Like, well, there, like I would like to see, like, a like a Vince Vaughn, John Wick kind of movie. But there's... Or, there's, like, there's, a, like, a John you, Cusack. You want Rush Hour. I want what, a well, Rush, like, Rush Hour 2. Yeah, <laughs> but, like, any of those, right? Like, where it's, you know, you got... Damn, What's I love that movie. <laughs> I did not. I didn't. Wasn't a fan of number one. Wasn't really. Uh, number three, stupid. Yeah, we, we Rush Hour Two is a good fucking. We were watching movie. number three, and Chris Tucker, if he was an Thank actual you, police officer in that movie, like he is extorting and blackmailing he's and horrible police officer. Oh like, yeah, he's the worst. <laughs> no, but, I mean, he's crooked. It starts dude. out with him. Yeah, he's just one hundred percent a crooked cop through that whole thing. <laughs> like assault and battery, just theft. Yeah, it's like, kind of the same with like Lethal Weapon. All those movies, Die Hard. 
you know, that like crooked cop. It's just but, poor writing. And even they add it though, like a lot of the comedic stuff, like they got Chris Rock and like Lethal Weapon Four. You know, they add a lot of comedy to those as they go on. I don't want John Wick to be that kind of thing. It's not. Well, no, I was gonna say there are kind of funny moments. If maybe John Wick this, wasn't Keanu Reeves, and it, you know, it, it would work better as like a kung fu movie you know it would should be like an all fucking japanese cast or like a you know a korean movie or something and it should be badass and in, in a different sense Have like you that, guys, um, movie wouldn't work uh, it needed it to keep that that kung fu feel well it definitely has that like it has that kung fu feel to me anyway it's filmed a lot like that where it's like this is about watching this person fuck shit up like steady cam Let's not. We're not screwing around and pulling any trickery in these. Like that's what like Ong Bak and stuff was all about. Well, we well we said this when we walked out of the movie theater. I can't think of any on-screen action stero- hero that is tougher than Keanu than, than John Wick is portrayed in that movie. What about Josh Brolin? Nah, he's like too square and slow. Like I feel Keanu Reeves would like wrapped himself. Well, what was that him. movie he was in though? That had that fucking great sideways shot or whatever. Oh, old boy. Old boy. Yeah. Hmm. Well, no, that's what I was thinking. Like the original old boy, that fighting style, like the way they film that shit is like, you know, it seems really re- like that's what this seems like it's spawning from. Yeah. Like that. Let's make an entire movie out of a hallway shot. But like not camera trickery. Um, very yeah. slow. Show everything. <laughs> yeah. Like, like showcase your actor. Showcase your son. Well, that's like, yeah, we exactly. were saying like, you know, old boy is a good example. Same with, uh, Ong back, you know, where in t- in old boy you start with like a one minute, two minute hallway scene. Ong back starts bragging about that five minute, you know, or is it Ong back or was it the one that came out after the that? Protector? The protector, the protector, where, where he's climb the tree. Wh- well, no, there's like the fucking like forty floor. It's like a circle hallway. Oh, yeah, and he's yeah. running up that's it, and it's like shot. I think that's in the protector. Yeah, where you know we go from yeah, like we're now we're up to like a five minute like bragging, and then they did the old boy remake. Though that was a, like a much more CGI. Yeah, although involved. I don't think that John Wick's like all about the one shot. No, no, no. Anything, but I mean, but it's, I mean, it's that same like style. I don't even know how to describe it. Like where you're showing off in those hallway scenes and shit. You're showcasing we are actually doing this. You know, like the, you know, our the, actors are exhausted. We held yeah, the camera right? on like, them for this time. And that's kind of the point the where it's like you're supposed to just believe that the actor did it. And that's what the point of these movies are. Where it's like most of these, it seemed to me like you know they they wouldn't have hired. Well, I feel like John Keanu Reeves had, is he's got to be like a producer or something in that movie, but I mean like you know they wouldn't have got Common to be in that movie if Common couldn't keep it up, you know, for for most of that, you know, like we're not going to CGI it. It's like we're not going to rely heavily on CGI. If you can't do this role, then we're going to get somebody else to do it. Yeah, so we're, so well, there's like very active in it. Oh, as well. oh that's yeah, what I'm saying. Like he was. There's no faking fucking, shit. There's no man. faking like anything dudes, in this, right? Like, the dudes did the shit. It's it's that's what I'm saying. Like like I'm sure it caliber of actor where it's like. We don't really care how good the popular you are. It's like if you can't do this role, like we're gonna have to get someone else because what are we gonna do? CGI you? Yeah, we're not just like CGI face on this. Like if we're not CGI scene. Keanu Reeves and he's the most expensive part of this movie, you know, it's like actually he probably wasn't. That's like no, a shtick. I assume the dude makes money on these, but I don't know. It's brilliant in the sense that it is an old action movie. In in what those mo- what made those movies great is here, and it's what made those kung fu movies great is here, and it's. It doesn't lose itself in plot because who the fuck cares? You know, like you want the diehard plot. You want the you're stuck in a building. Get out of the building plot. That's all you want. Right. It's an action movie. Like, I mean, it doesn't add any cheese to anything, really. It's just that's why I haven't watched them. But 
you just gotta respect him for a different reason than you know a, a drama. We don't need plot. There's 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 plot enough there for you to get through this movie, but you're there you, to you watch. Mean like, you mean like plot? No, there's no no. This isn't a movie where they just. No, it's not Fast and the Furious. No, this isn't John, about tits and John Wick and is like rap music. He's got he's got, he's got tunnel vision, you know. And seemingly the first and second movie all seem to happen yeah. in like a couple of days. Also, no love interest other than in the first one, like in the first two seconds. It's like he loved these things. They're gone. Murder. And that's it. Like we don't throw in like some girl that's going to distract John Wick about pussy. He's there to shoot people in the head. And that's it. <laughs> girl, don't be distracting me about pussy. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's just it's just murder. And that's what makes a good fucking action movie. Huh. How many stars? Five. Oh man, I gave out it of five. A, I gave it an eleven. Yeah, out it's out of five. Yeah, I assume five out of five stars. You, you called a perfect movie. That's, yeah, I would rate it that. Uh, what, that dude? This movie. It sets out to do when it sets. You out guys to do, are it calling this the, the perfect film. It's the perfect action. It's film. the perfect action. Okay. Jeez. Possibly okay, I even seen it, like so the perfect martial arts kung fu film. Yeah, it's it's right up there. Jeez, there's probably a lot of people rolling in their graves. No, right there. I no, bet man, you they're not. They're just listen. Like, am I saying like this is Oscar worthy shit? No, I'm not saying like, oh, this is the one that's going to make you cry and call your mom. That's not this movie. <laughs> this is about watching a dude fucking murder a hundred, if not thousands of people in My a brother. rampage that is just great to watch. My brother was getting a little like pissy for no reason whatsoever that half of the audience seemed like they were over 60. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of old people there. <laughs> it was weird. That's really weird. And he was <laughs> angry. He was just like, why do they like this movie? Do they know what they're going to see? But and then afterwards, people were clapping and hooting and hollering in the middle of this movie. People were fucking enjoying it. It was, you had no choice, man. You were just like, oh my god. And ah. we didn't see this to be clear on opening night. This movie's been out for a week. Yeah, and we we're <coughs> people were still fuck. that pumped. Well, maybe I'll start with the first one. Man, it's even it's they, the way to go. It, the second one doesn't make the first one. No, I still still start with the first one. You gotta start yeah, like it doesn't make it in love, but just thinking out loud, like you know. The, f- the second one is better than the first but one, but it doesn't to have make a the really minimalist one. story, right? Oh yeah. yeah, I feel like that might appeal to me. It's just a revenge story. It's just a flat out like, I didn't want to do this. You're making me do this. It's very pulp in that sense. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. just, and it's fantastic. I can't really, I can't knock it for a single thing. Hmm. As far as like, so I went there to watch the John Wick f- too. Well, I'll I tell you right now, like, if John you guys are calling it the f- like five out of five, I'm gonna fucking watch it just so I can say it's not five out of five. And hopefully, I do agree with you. Yeah, I hope so. Too. I'll leave myself open. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll see. It'll, be the, it'll be the first action movie in a long time that I enjoyed. Well, I mean, if there is an action movie to watch, it's the series, I think, at this point. Okay. I, I, I would love to try and sell you on The Fast and the Furious, <laughs> but that I would have to sell you on it. There's no selling on this Dude, one. Dude, I love the first one. I'll give uh, like to this day. No, no, I, but I, I, like, I, those are silly <laughs> action movies. This is just a fucking good action. I really want to see the new Fast and the Furious where it's the plot seems the fate of the Furious. The, 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 the plot seems like it's basically uh, Vin Diesel is Winter Soldier. Yeah, that uh, pretty well like, seems like what it is. I'm pretty pumped. Like he's like the bad guy and brainwashed or something. Well, it's gonna be great. So it's everybody else versus those movies turned into like a GI Joe type it turned into the expendables turned at this into, point the, yeah basically yeah <laughs> yeah exactly it was what expendables wanted to be yeah like let's throw all these action stars into something and it and actually be successful oh yeah those <laughs> movies make a fucking billion dollars every time yeah, so because people like you people love the yeah rock. People Man, love the rock. I, no I, I think there's a lot of people not like just watching that going like it's about family bro <laughs> <laughs> which like, barbecue uh, yeah fast cars and nas you can have any Yo, beer. Is Nas still a thing? 
Like, <laughs> Not like, in this. No, no this like, goes way over the top. Do they have like alien now. NOS? They don't pump uh, NOS anymore? Oh, no. Are you kidding me? The cars are so fast right now. They don't need NOS. Actually, I don't need in, NOS. <laughs> in the trailer for the new one, it, like, I want to see them like drift a submarine or something. Like, yeah, so, like, yeah, like, what, what's the newest move? Because like, I remember they had a few moves where like the one was like going under, underneath the transport truck. The other one was like flipping into reverse on the highway and just like kicking uh, into reverse on like the same speed and not blowing your gears. Yeah. That cars, man, I didn't now, understand. Like, like, what's the new one? I don't know. I haven't seen the new one. No, I, but I mean, like in the last few, like are there oh, any good driving cars? a bi- one car into like from any? the top floor of one building into the middle floor of another building. That was a real stunt. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, they didn't really do it, I don't think. But oh, I mean, it's a stunt in the movie. Oh <laughs> no, I'm talking about like car stunts. They didn't probably do most of those uh, other ones. I, I would be surprised <laughs> if there's like not a car in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's ridiculous at this point. It's the stunt about, now it's is not just, about driving. It's just getting anymore. Jason Statham in it, and that's their stunt. Yeah, okay. <laughs> the you rocks like, there he flexes he like, out of a cast it's good <laughs> so yeah you're really selling me on this oh yeah i admit you can't sell anyone on fast and the furious it's it's nonsense but it's brilliant nonsense because it's so fucking stupid you can have any beer you want as long as it's corona <laughs> <laughs> Just, yeah. oh, that's good. anyway well, this has been Two versus three. Yeah. Uh, you should go to bmoviesandebooks.com and check out the other podcast there. Follow us on uh, iTunes and Stitcher and all the other places, you know, you can get podcasts. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Kyle R. Hodge. You can follow Cody at Lame Books and Greg at Greg underscore Moser 420. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's about it. I'm Kyle. I'm Cody. I'm Greg. Have a good night, folks.